Let's begin by all joining together and by praying. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts here be pleasing in your sight, for you are our rock. You are our redeemer. Amen. So a lot of you know, some of you don't know us quite yet, but this was one of those weeks for our family. Memories were made. Memories that are now stuck up here and stuck in here too. And down the road one day, there might come a time where we're older and we start to forget these memories, or maybe we're going to be in an accident and and that's going to mess with our brains a little bit. But outside of that, I can promise you, we are not going to forget what happened this week. Like the first time you get to see your child's face. And then you watch as, as she gets placed on her mom and she does skin to skin for a long time and you see them together. Like uh, the first few minutes holding her after she's been snuggled up and wrapped up tight and, and you look down in your arms and you see her face and you hold her hands. Like her older sibling's reaction when we got home. And they love her. And they smiled and they waved at her and they couldn't wait to hold her themselves like a whole lot that we got to experience this week. These are memories that are burned in forever. We're not going to forget this. I think what's crazy is that for us, who really cannot remember so many things that we experience and we work for and we focus on in our lives, God designed us with memories and minds that can capture moments from weeks or years or decades ago, things that are stuck up here and in here that we know we won't forget. What are some of those things for you guys? The moments that you can put yourself back into years, decades, whatever long ago, just by thinking about it. Maybe an awesome birthday party with friends. Maybe it's opening that special Christmas present that you've been dying to get and you opened it and it was there. Maybe it was your team playing and you won on a last second shot at the very end and you won your graduation, your favorite vacation moments and memories, your first time flying up in a jet, boot camp, retirement and that ceremony. You've got them. Each and every one of us have these things that are burned inside our heads and our hearts. God made us to be people who have this crazy ability to hold memories and to go back to what happened in the past. And it's really cool to do things like this, to go back personally in our lives. But it's also really cool to go back spiritually too. Today we get, we get to go back to believers, some who lived about 2,000 years ago, some who lived about 2,700 years ago, some who lived about 3,500 years ago. And we're going to get these memories, these little snapshots between God and his plans for our ancestors by faith. We're going to go back today. This is where uh, the writer to the Hebrews begins talking about going back a little bit. But in fact, the ministry Jesus has received is as superior to theirs as the covenant of which he is mediator is superior to the old one, since the new covenant is established on better promises. For if there had been nothing wrong with that covenant, no place would have been sought for another. But God found fault with the people and said, The days are coming, declares the Lord, 
when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they did not remain faithful to my covenant. And I turned away from them, declares the Lord. So there's kind of like layers on layers of history that's going on here. Let's go back and start with the very beginning, the first layer. Let's go back to Moses and the Israelites. Do you remember how God came and freed them from their captivity in Egypt? With blood and hail and grasshoppers and plagues and death? And then how dramatically after that, after they were released, for some reason Pharaoh decided to go after them and he chased them, and then that entire army got wiped out by the Red Sea. This is a spiritual memory that takes us back and makes us think about God's power, that he has the ability to do absolutely everything, that he was going to do everything for them, that because of what he did for them, they should be his people, that they should listen to him and obey him and live for him. But for those first people, it didn't quite work out that way. Even with all of those amazing, powerful signs, they forgot what he did. They didn't listen to his laws. They turned away. Then we have to jump ahead about another 900 years to another memory that's going on in our text. To where the Old Testament quote that we're reading from today actually comes from. A huge chunk of what we're reading through is just quoting from the Old Testament book of Jeremiah. And in this memory, we see God's people not in their promised land, in their home, enjoying what God wanted to give them. Instead, we see them now as captives in a foreign nation over in Babylon. We see few people remaining compared to how many people there used to be. We see people discouraged with hearts that are hurting because Jerusalem, their capital city, their whole empire has been wiped out. And even with all of that and God promising to be with them in that time, they repeated what their ancestors did and they turned away from God and that's what led them to be in this faraway land. And then finally, now we get to jump back to the third memory that's going on in this section. And these are believers who are living at Jesus' time. To this New Testament church of believers, to this letter of the Hebrews and its purpose. Mostly this letter was written to help those believers just stop listening to the bad spiritual advice that they're getting from other people. To remember that this old agreement with God is not a good one. One where it's two-sided, and if you do something good, then God is going to do something good for you. No, God had changed how a connection with him was going to work. And now it was only a grace gift kind of thing. Jesus is better. They don't have to earn his forgiveness when God wants to give them this freely. But they need a reminder. In all three of these memories and these absolute real realities that this text goes back to, he just wants his people to get grace stuck inside of them, to have this memory that God makes promises and he keeps them, to get these truths stuck so deep inside their heads and their hearts that they're never going to forget what he's done for them. 
he wants them to remember. I think we live in a world that makes memories a whole lot easier in our lives, right? This week, as we had this crazy, awesome experience, if you looked at us, you would have seen a lot of pictures being taken because we now have cameras, really good cameras, ready in our pockets for every moment. But we've also got these social media sites that it's kind of messed up, but you can go back and you can cover decades of your life. You can go and you can look five years ago what was going on today, and you can probably find what you were thinking and feeling and what was happening. And unfortunately, all of it can also come back today. The memories that you wish you could forget. Now, because they're digital, now they are put in this permanent space. Something that can never be erased, never be forgotten. If you messed up and you did something wrong, people can bring it back up right now so you can see it. We've got this digital memory thing going on in our world that whether you like it and it's good memories or you don't like it, it's just there. Kind of hard to forget. We've got this personal memory thing too that works the same way. I think we keep a moment-by-moment -moment record of ourselves and how we're doing spiritually. Every interaction, every goal, everything we're trying to do, we've got this record in our heads. It's like this running tally of how many good things we can do building up throughout our days. We did this well. We didn't do that. We did this well, and we failed at that, and then we messed up at that, and then we got a little bit better, and then it wasn't so good. And every day we remember, and we check things off, and we think it through, because we want to try to make a deal with God. We loved our spouse, and we sacrificed for them today, so they had better do something good back for me. The work project was finished perfectly. And it was finished early on top of that too. So now, what's coming my way, it better be more money. It better be recognition coming this way. Hours in the backyard training and shooting and kicking. And it better lead to a starting spot on the team and playing time because I'm working for it and I deserve it. We've got this thing where we remember all the good things that we do so that we can exchange them for something good in return. But just like our spiritual ancestors, all of them, we do the exact same things. We try to bargain with God and give God from the good things that we do. And it's all of these daily memories that can come back through our heads and our hearts that really prove just how much we do not deserve God's goodness. If you have memories that you're thinking about right now of times where you're trying to earn good things for God from you, then he's got one more memory that he wants you to go back to today. It was the answer for God's people throughout all history. It's what God wants you to know right now in this moment. He says, this is the covenant I will establish with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. 
no longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. This, brothers and sisters, this is what God wants running back through our heads and our hearts every moment of every day. This agreement that we have with God, he changed and he made it better. It's one-sided now, and it's all on him. It's grace. When you and I cannot do these things on our own, God did for us in Jesus. God promises to forgive and forget because instead of remembering us and our failures, he remembers Jesus in his perfection in our place. He remembers Jesus and he forgets your sins. Daily and deliberately every moment, God chooses to forget. So that in Jesus, if you would ask God right now about all those awful things, about all the bargains you want to try to make, about everything wrong that you've ever done, do you know what God would say to you right now? I don't remember. All I do is I go back and I see Christ and what he did for you that's what's on my mind. That's what's on my heart. We've got technology today that I think also really helps us with forgetting things. Genius inventions, right? If you're like me and you forget stuff every now and again, these things are fantastic. Maybe you've got AirTags, something like them. Uh, there's a lot of products now that do this. But they really make losing things a lot closer to impossible in our lives. Hook one on your keychain. You're going to find your keys. Drop one in your luggage, never going to get lost by the airlines again. Stick one on anything, and in real time, click on your phone, look at your GPS. You can see where this thing is. And then, after that happens, what's really crazy, then your memory kicks in, and you remember how the keys got there. You remember how you put your wallet in the middle of the car, and that's how where it was the whole time. You find whatever you lost and you start to feel silly because your memory reminds you that in the end, you knew where these things were. This memory, this promise of God works for you kind of like those things because it's going to stop you from searching all over the place in life. It's going to send you back down the path that you already know that is in your head and is in your heart. It's going to point you to your Savior over and over and over again. Because this old way of you trying to earn forgiveness and good things from God, it's done. His new covenant, his new agreement with you is by grace and it's all on him. Because by calling this covenant agreement new, he's made the first one obsolete. And what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. So who needs to hear that this week? I mean, yes, we all do. And it's really good that God encourages us that all of us get this too. But who's going to get mad at you and the hurtful words are going to spill out and hurt you? Who's going to forget their role this week and they're going to mess up the whole mission and the whole training that you got going on? Who's going to try to define themselves by what they've gotten done or failed to do? It's on you now. Tell them God forgets. Tell them that God remembers Jesus. Tell them about grace and this good news that you and I know so well and is in our hearts.
but do it this week. Remind yourselves, share his grace and his forgetfulness with a friend, because I promise you when you do that, you are going to make a memory that sticks with them forever. It's going to stick out. His grace is unlike anything else. His grace, the God who knows all things, it looks like deliberate forgetfulness. Amen.